0: Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Lucky Star Show and Tell podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Field, owner and director of Lucky Star Art Camp, a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp held annually on the banks of the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. On today's podcast, I'll be talking to a new Lucky Star instructor, Emily Stewart. Emily is a welder, diesel technician, lover of motorcycles, and all things DIY. Originally from central New York, she now hails from the Black Hills of South Dakota. With goals of empowering women, she works for Ride Wild, a company encouraging women in power sports. Most of her time is split between riding motorcycles and working on metal art and projects in the shop. She uses welding as her artistic outlet, creating roses, tables, motorcycle parts, trinkets, and more. Welcome to the podcast, Emily Stewart. Today's podcast is brought to you by Meadowood Creative. Meadowood Creative delivers beautifully packaged branding that brings clients' stories to life. Through artful design, Meadowood Creative helps you to forge valuable connections with your target audience. Meadowood designs for all of your creative needs, including branding, logos, print, websites, murals, patterns, illustrations, and more check out MeadowwoodCreative.com to learn more about it. That's M-E-A-D-O-W-O-O-D-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com. Hello, Emily. How are you? Oh,
1: good. How are you doing?
0: Great. It's so good to see you. You know, we've been talking to one another through email and text messaging for so long. And now this is a little bit more real, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I get to see you and be with you, even though it's online. It's so fun.
1: I know. It's getting me even more excited for this camp. I am so excited <laughs> to be there. And every time we talk about it, I'm like, okay, is he here? Yeah, this is good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just to let everyone know, Emily found out about Lucky Star through... A mutual friend. She met um, Kate, who's also an instructor of an extra at Lucky Star. She does our um, really awesome Texas Hawks, which is tomahawk throwing and uh, blade blade throwing, disc yeah. throwing. I don't know. I can't remember what she calls that. But you guys were at um, some kind of a retreat or event together. Yeah. Tell me tell me how you found out about Lucky Star. Let me let you tell the story.
1: So um, I work for a company called Ride Wild. And we put on events uh, encouraging women to get into power sports. Uh, so we have snowmobile events. We have four-wheeler events. We have motorcycle events. Um, and our big event this year was in Round Top, Texas. And coincidentally enough, I'm wearing my Wander in Wander T-shirt in. today. <laughs> um, and that's where our event took place. And so we had... Um, A whole bunch of women come in and we had some four wheelers out there. We had some um, motorcycles out there that we were riding and Kate came in and through was teaching the women how to throw saw blades and tomahawks. And it was just such a pleasure getting to know her. She was just such a, such a nice person. And um, she sent me an email a little bit later about marketing content and told me about this camp that she was doing. And I was like, wow, if they need a welding teacher, I may know someone. And uh, so it all kind of connected in a way that was really cool. Um, And that's, you know, that's what we're out here doing as women is just trying to support other women. And it was really cool meeting Kate. And so I'm really excited I get to see her again and work with her again.
0: That's that's a great story. I love I love how it all happens, especially when it's by word of mouth like that. Like that's just the best. Yes, I agree. So tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Where are you you from? What was your life like as a child? Give us a little (laughs) bit of info on Emily.
1: Okay, so um, I grew up in upstate New York, a small town between Binghamton and Syracuse. Uh, My dad owned a deli, and I really wanted to buy a computer when I was younger. So he told me that I had to make my own money. So I went out and started arts and crafts and I made bracelets and sold them at craft fairs and that's how I paid for my first computer. So I got really into arts and crafts when I was younger and progressively just like changed the scope of things as I went along in my life. Um, So forward down the line a little bit, I moved out to South Dakota about five years ago. I currently live in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, where I went to school for diesel mechanics. Um, So I have a two-year degree in diesel mechanics and I worked for a company for a year and decided that I wanted to just branch out on my own. So now I work for this women in power sports company and my purpose and goal in life is just to encourage women and um, let them see that they can do whatever they want to do uh, and support them in any way I can. So that's currently what I'm working on and That's what my hope is by coming to your camp is by helping and encouraging women to try something they maybe never have the opportunity to try before.
0: Uh, I I love that. Okay. So what took you to South Dakota, the job, or did you just want to go to South Dakota and then you found the job once you got there?
1: Yeah. So um, I had just, life kind of fell apart real quick on me. Uh, In about six months, I lost a bunch of friends, a significant other and I split up. And I just didn't know what to do with myself anymore. So I asked my 16 year old sister if she wanted to go for a road trip. And the two of us drove out to California in one of our stops with South Dakota. And I completely fell in love with the area and decided to stay. So after we finished our road trip, I came back and I ended up spending six weeks here. And I was like, well, how do I stay? So I uh, decided to go to school for diesel mechanics because I figured that might be the best way to stay in South Dakota and make money. So went to school two years out here. And then, uh, you know, I started working out here. And now I just live out. Here. I base myself out here, but I do a lot of um, traveling for work.
0: Cool. Definitely. Okay. So what made you go yeah it's diesel mechanics that's what I want to do next (laughs) um (laughs) I think it's so awesome I
1: know it's so random too um my first relationship he was really into cars and so the whole time we were together all he would do is just talk about cars and car parts and this goes from there and um I somehow found the passion for it three years after we split and I was like well what do I do I guess uh guess I'll try diesel do some mechanics. I've always wanted to just know how to work on my own stuff. And so it was a way for me to know how to work on my own things. If anything happens, I'm sufficient enough to do it myself. And then uh, I ended up really, really liking it too. So I ended up doing it as a career for a little bit.
0: So that, you know, that thing that you just said about wanting to be able to do it myself, That resonates with me in a big way. I've always, well, I will start by saying my mom was always one of those women who was not like a wilting lily, you know? She was always capable, able, and wanted to instill in me that same bravery, courage, independence and confidence to do things like it will do anything that I wanted to try you know and and I think that you know we don't all have that in our lives but whether we find it within ourselves or we do have someone in our life that inspires us in that way I think it is so empowering just like you said I mean this is this is one of our goals with Lucky Star also, you know, just to empower women, introduce them to new things, and be there to support those new things and, and support the act of trying, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's all it takes is just that one little step of trying. So what what did you like about Diesel Mechanics exactly, like... Was it that, I mean, did you like the actual, like, do you like working on cars and motorcycles and all of those kinds of things or like, so right now I'm driving a diesel truck because I um, had a little fender bender the other day and <laughs> my car and I'm now driving our truck that we got specifically to pull our boat with a lot of power and it's a diesel. So like I'm familiar also from having lots of diesel trucks in my life, um, with, you know, growing up. So like, what, what was it about diesel mechanics that you loved?
1: So I actually didn't go like start out and say, Oh, I want to be a diesel mechanic. I actually have a huge passion for motorcycles. Okay. Um, that's what I do in my spare time when I'm not in the shop. I am on my motorcycle. I rode through 17 states in two months this year. And uh, I'm actually leaving on September 1st to ride from Devil's Tower to Yellowstone. And then from there, I'm going to be riding my motorcycle out to California and then flying to Indonesia for a month. So motorcycling is my passion. And I really wanted to learn to work on those. But when I started looking into it, there really wasn't a lot of money that was in motorcycles. So I saw diesel mechanics have a lot of money. So that's really what motivated me into diesel specifically. Um, But I like the feeling of working on something myself and being on my own and getting something done and not needing all this help, you know, like, like you were saying, like really being self-sufficient is really important to me and being able to do whatever I want whenever I need to is really important. So when I'm out on the road, if something happens, I can work on my bike. So like this summer I was riding through Massachusetts New Hampshire. I was riding through my motorcycle started acting up and I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And turns out I melted the negative terminal on my battery, but I was able to figure that out myself and make sure that my bike was going to be in good enough shape for me to just make it home where I can buy a new battery. And so it all worked out in the end. And that wasn't even like a crazy experience or anything like that. But knowing that kind of stuff and knowing how to handle the situation was really important to me, especially being on my own, traveling across the country, whether it's in my truck or on my bike, I really wanted that ability. So um, I like being self- self-sufficient. self uh, Working on diesels was a physical challenge. Um, and I liked... I like being challenged. I like learning things and constantly learning things. Um, So I enjoyed the physical challenge of it uh, and the constant learning. But uh, eventually it did get a little old. The bruises on my legs got really bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But,
0: you know, it happens. Yeah, I can imagine. When I was a kid, I I have an uncle who was into motocross. And so I always had motorcycles around to to ride, and I loved it. I mean, I also rode horses, and I rode a four-wheeler. Same uncle had a four-wheeler that I had some of my best memory, you know, made some of my best memories riding yeah. that four-wheeler. And, like, I don't know if it's going fast or just being – like, I always had to be driving. And nothing mm-hmm. good happened when someone else was driving and I was on the back. Like, I still have injuries from – those stupid choices. <laughs> but I liked that feeling of the wind blowing through my hair, being able to whip in and out of smaller spaces. I like the sound and the smell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I'm, am I speaking your language here?
1: <laughs> 100%. I like, Every part of this is resonating with me. <laughs> I mean,
0: one of my best memories was – of riding, I think we were actually on three wheelers. And this is with a friend of mine, Shannon, that I went to, um, gosh, elementary all the way through high school with. And we went to her grandparents' house in Alabama. And so just imagine it's me, her, we have, we each have our own three wheeler and then some other kids that grew up around there that she knows, and they may have been cousins, friends. And we are riding through these giant pine tree forests in Alabama, red dirt, you know, going through creeks and streams and up and down hills. And uh, it was just really one of the best, best times ever. You know, we were in, like between seventh and eighth grade. So, oh, yeah. You were on top so, of like, the I'm world right then. Oh, yeah. It was like so awesome. Anyway, I totally get you. Totally get you with the motorcycle thing. So what what kind of motorcycles do you like? What's um, your What's your brand?
1: So I have a Harley Street Bob. Um, okay. It is an 06. It was the first motorcycle I purchased. I purchased it in 2013. So I've had it for almost 10 years now. Um, and I'm constantly working on it and doing things to change it to make it more comfortable because long distance riding is not a comfortable thing. Mm. Um, but I... I'm really okay with any kind of, any kind of bike. My dad recently bought a BMW and he didn't call and tell me when he bought it. Like my, he's never owned a motorcycle in my lifetime. And he told my sister before he told me, and I go, like, dad, why didn't you tell this me about a motorcycle? Wrong. And he goes, well, I didn't think you would accept me because I have a BMW. <laughs> like, dad, two wheels is two wheels. I'm so proud of you for getting on a bike. And so now like I've had these new experiences with my dad that I've never had before, oh. you know, we got to ride through, Um, Montana and Wyoming. And it was just like the coolest experience riding with your dad over something that like, you know, it drives me and I absolutely love and I'm passionate about. And now my dad has joined me and then my sister rides on the back of mine too. So it's become like this little family thing. And it's, it's been really, really fun to, to experience that with my family.
0: That's really great. So it also sounds like you are a fellow national parks geek like I like I love love the national parks and I mean what a cool way to see them like on the back of my a, on a motorcycle how how much cooler could you be that is really <laughs> awesome
1: yes I absolutely love the national parks I uh you know that was that our first road trip was in the truck and we stopped at as. And as many national parks as we possibly could um and there's obviously so many more that i have to make it to but on the bike it's just so much cooler to be going through and riding the curves and like seeing the scenery i mean you do have to be a little more careful on the bike because god forbid you look off to the side a little bit and you might lose
0: lose control (laughs) i mean okay let's just name all the things (laughs) gored by bison mauled by a bear (laughs) taken out by a mountain lion um (laughs) Oh, you could fall into a sinkhole, an acid pit, <laughs> <laughs> fall off into a grand, a lesser Grand Canyon. I mean, like, there are so many things. Oh my
1: gosh, of heat exhaustion. Oh my gosh, heat exhaustion through Death Valley. Like, yeah. I was just in my truck when I went through Death Valley. I could not imagine <laughs> being on a motorcycle going through there. No way. I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so... A couple spring breaks ago, we took our ki- our youngest kids out to California for spring break and we went to, oh my gosh, now I'm not going to, it's funny, I always want to say like Jacob's Ladder, but it's not. Joshua Tree? The one with the big cat. Yes, Joshua, Joshua Tree. <laughs> Tree. I'm like, <laughs> Joseph's coat, Jacob's Ladder, Joshua Tree.
1: <laughs> it's the first name, it's so, the real first name, definitely one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was beautiful and awesome, but there were people like taking their dogs out on these little trails and there were people bleeding because they were wearing flats and they, you know, it's like the needles just jump out at you off of those big saguara cactuses. (laughs) And it's just like, oh my gosh, that, I mean, I think it would be really cool to see from the, from a motorcycle. That would be really awesome.
1: It would be cool. It's so interesting. Like when you are traveling or hiking or whatever, like you see people out there and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, did, why? You, did you do any research on this? And generally I'm not the one that does research. I'm just like, you know what? Let's go. This sounds like a fun time. What's an adventure yeah. without knowing, you know, with knowing what you're doing. But like uh, up in New York, we have the Adirondacks range, high peaks range. And uh, we have 46 high peaks. And so I've hiked all 46 of them. And sometimes when I would be on the trail, i would you know clearly they're tourists they'd come in with just the most basic shoes and like one water bottle no backpacks and i'm like are you are you okay like are you going to make it you should probably turn around but you know i oh, always wow. wonder where they are now you know are, yeah. did you, did you end up making it there
0: <laughs> survival of the fittest absolutely <laughs> now i i love what you're doing i mean To be your age again and have the whole world and just I I think you're living this great adventure. You also have a really cool job. Tell us about your job.
1: Yeah, so uh, Ride Wild is this collective of women um, and we just put on events for women in power sports. So we did three snowmobile events this year. We did one in... Idaho, one in Wyoming and one in South Dakota. And we just had a group of like, ended up being about 20 women each um, because snowmobiles, it's a lot harder to get a lot of women all together on snowmobiles than it is uh, motorcycles because you really need a lot of space and everything. So it was about 20 people per. And we went out on the trails and we taught these women how to carve on a snowmobile or just the real basics. I mean, some of them had never been on a snowmobile before. And to be honest with you, i have been on one twice before this, and I had a broken wrist, so I had to sit on the back. But oh. I learned so much just by sitting on the back and like watching yeah. the person like guide me and like go back and forth and carve and um, you know what your position should be and so on and so forth. And then um, this year we're not and we're not going to do it, but last year we did a four wheeling event out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Ooh, and so this group cool. of like I think it was like thirty. 30 or so women all got together in Sheridan, Wyoming. We had the best food. Bonafide Food Love provides all of our food. And they are a food truck. And oh my gosh, their food is just so incredible. And so they so we follow all
0: you everywhere, like at all the different events? Yeah, they do. Oh,
1: cool. They love us so much. And we love them so much that we just like partner up. And so they came all the way down to Texas Fort with us and did all of our food there. And so, yeah, last year in Wyoming, we all went up into the Bighorn Mountains, which if you've never been to the Bighorn Mountains, They are just absolutely beautiful. One of my favorite mountain ranges. And then we took four-wheelers out and we just rode four-wheelers through the mountains and got to see the most beautiful scenes. And it was just, it was incredible. And these women come in, not having a home, not really having a place, like not having a tribe. And they meet all of these women and they're like, wow, this is where I belong. Like I was always supposed to come here. And, um, you know, it's not even like, necessarily motorcycle women we had a couple women come in and they're like i've never been on a bike before but in my life and i've never even cared about being on a bike but i just was looking for a, a tribe and they walked in and they left and they're like this is this is my tribe and i feel like i was accepted and i belong now and to me that's the most beautiful thing is when you come in not having anything and leaving with absolutely everything
0: Oh, yeah. So that is the cherry on top.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is. And that's the biggest – I mean, that's the part that I love the most about what I do is is getting to watch this all happen and knowing that I got to contribute to these women finding a place and the support that they are looking for in life.
0: Now you're speaking my language. I can't wait for you to be at Lucky Star. I mean, it's that, sorry, same, that same kind of thing. You know, it's like the classes – are kind of a, just a catalyst to draw people together, you know? Um, like you were saying, without – well, you had a few women that didn't even ride motorcycles, and, but somehow that got them there, and then they realized, oh, there's this whole other piece that I wasn't even expecting, and I didn't even knew I needed. I didn't even know I needed. <laughs> and – And now I have this thing, this support, this tribe, like you said, this community. And it just really feeds you, you know, it feeds your soul for sure.
1: It does. It's really, it's just such an amazing thing. I'm very excited to see it from a like non-motorcycle community, you know, what Lucky Star does. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of that and to, you know, meet more women. There's so many people out there that I want to meet. Like I, social media is great. It's also the devil, but it's also great. And you yeah. see so, so many people and I'm like, oh, I'm just dying to meet you. I'm dying to, to see you and talk to you and have this conversation. And, you know, I've been able to do that through my job. And, you know, now there's a whole new group of people that I want to meet and to be a part of and um, share my, my knowledge with. So that way maybe they can do something with it too.
0: Your skills. I, okay, so... I know of, of at least one die-hard Lucky Star camper who's also a die-hard motorcycle fan, and I she yes. she's got several. She's a Ducati girl. All right, she's gonna be there in full force. <laughs> so yes, she comes down from Michigan every year. Her name is Molly Feeney. You gotta find her. I'll I'm, I'll introduce you to.
1: Okay, that sounds great.
0: But you're you're gonna like her. So. Speaking of your skills, tell us about welding. How'd you get into that?
1: So when I was in diesel school, uh, one of the classes I had to take it was requirement was a welding class. And funny enough, I had a pathological fear of sparks. What? So anytime I welded or grind did any grinding, anything like that, sparks would go fly, and I would have a panic attack, and I like couldn't function anymore. And uh, my classmates were like, Emily, like, we really got to help you through this. Like, we really got to, you got to pass the class. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't really see myself passing this class, guys. Like, I appreciate it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But during this class, it was my sister's birthday. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, her and I did this road trip together. And she is my best friend in the whole world. Like, Mm -hmm. I have so much admiration for her and I just love her so much. So anytime it's her birthday or Christmas, I spoil the crap out of her because that's just what I do. Um, So I found a metal rose online and I was like, oh, I want to make this. I think this would be such a cool gift for her. So we have a plasma cutter and I was going to plasma cut out the shape. I had it all figured out and I went to my friend and I said, can you help me? And he goes, yeah, sure. I'll help you. And I go, cool. Can you use the plasma cutter to cut this out? And he said, no. Emily, you got to do it. Like this is for your sister. You have to face your fears. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do it, but it's my sister. You know, I'll, I'll jump through any hoop for her. So, uh, I ended up using the plasma cutter and somehow facing my fears and created this rose, which was definitely the ugliest one that I have ever created. (laughs) But I've also made a lot more and tweaked a lot of things since. And I sent her this rose for her birthday, and she was so happy and loved it so much. And it was worth every single panic attack that I had. Every single spark. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was so funny. And so since then, I've just gotten like progressively more and more in depth. I make these roses um, for mostly for graves. Like I said, uh, when life kind of fell apart, I lost a lot of friends. So I ended up making roses for their graves and that was the way that I dealt with my grief and worked through my grief was making these roses for them Um, and then I've also I built a sissy bar for my motorcycle so like the backrest that this passenger can sit on Yeah, I built two of those for my motorcycle the first one I hated so I remade it and I made it way cooler for the second time and it has like a seat and everything for my sister to sit on so obviously once again bend over backwards for my sister (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then now I've gotten more into sculptures and stuff like that. So I make, uh, trophies for a lot of bike shows. That's Um, so awesome. That's a great idea. It's been really fun. Like progressively, like my welding has gotten more and more artistic and it's been really, really fun. So I cannot promise you that I'm like the most beautiful welder in the entire world, but when it comes to art, I'm pretty decent at it and I can make some really cool things. And that's what my use of art is. Um, it's my, my artistic passion that comes out in it.
0: That is awesome. So I don't know if I told you this when we talked over the phone that my dad welds, I mean, he, he's welded my entire life, you know, just when he needed something welded, he did it himself. Mm -hmm. And then he taught my brother to weld and my, my brother does that for a living i mean that's that's how he feeds his family
1: oh so cool. and
0: so i've been around welding since i was a kid and i can't believe i've never learned like i've never i was interested in it but it was always like don't look and you know we'd put the mask on and all that but i just would rather not be around it you know yeah. i would go play or something and um but now I'm like totally into it and would love to learn. So I may have to sneak in and take your class
1: while you're Yes, here. or I'll just come down a little early and we can, oh, yeah. we can play around we with can some weld. welding too. We can weld together. So actually, um, the most recent sculpture that I made, um, I was asked to be a part of the Maiden Moto Art Show, which is an all women's art show that travels to different motorcycle rallies. Um, oh, cool. So they were just on display here at Sturgis. And then they're going to be going down to, I believe, the Four Corners Rally this coming weekend. Um, oh, cool. And it's all women motorcyclists, all women artists, all different mediums. Like some of them painted helmets. Some of them have photography. Some have like actual paintings. Um, and then I have my metal sculpture. So what I did is I created a mold of my body. Uh-huh. And then I welded washers to be the mold of my to be the mold of my body and put oh it on display wow for this. oh so cool there is a mold of my body that is traveling the country right now <laughs> that is made out of washers but oh, it is something oh, that I'm cool. very proud of
0: you know I think I saw that a picture of that on your Instagram and I was like oh this is really awesome
1: <laughs> thank well, you I, really I worked sweet. really hard on that one and I actually passed out when I was doing the mold, I did not, uh, I've never passed out before in my life, but What happened? I was using plaster. And so I had a girl helping me and she was, she had gotten from my ribs down to like my thighs done. Mm-hmm. And she had just finished my thighs and she was like, I was like, man, I'm really starting to feel just real lightheaded. And she was like, okay, we'll just take a deep breath. Well, the problem is, is when plaster hardens, it's hard. There's no give. You can't so take a deep breathe. breath. So I couldn't breathe. Oh, my gosh. And really? she said that I just, my eyes rolled back and I oh went down. Oh, my gosh. She caught me and put me down like a child. And, and didn't uh, crack the plaster? Didn't. I mean, there was some things that we had to repair. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like really, really bad, but it was enough that we were like, oh, shoot, that was a bummer. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh I got gosh. the whole thing on time lapse. I was time lapse videoing the whole thing. Uh-uh. She got the whole video of me <laughs> going down. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, that's
0: saying something about your work ethic.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, so for the class, um, we're going to, yeah, I think you kind of asked about it. Um, So for this class, I'm going to have two different things that we're going to learn. So I'm going to set it up where each student is going to get a little piece of metal and they're going to weld their initials onto this piece of metal. So it's something that they can take home with them and say, this was my first welds right here, and it's going to be my initials. Um, and then the other part of the class, we are going to make a rose. Um, I'm going to have everything pre-cut for them and tacked onto the stick. So all they're going to have to do is heat up the metal and bend it the w- whatever way they want. So we're going to learn a little bit about torches, and we're going to use acetylene torches. And we're also going to be learning welding as well. So they can lay a couple beads and learn like just how far to keep the... Um, Uh, the welding nozzle from the metal and, you know, how fast they should move and the, just the technique to it. Um, But also having a little bit of fun and having something fun they can take home with them too. So it should be a really cool class. And I actually just taught uh, a group of women in Sturgis. Uh, I worked with real deal revolutions, which is the Jesse Combs foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if you know, Jesse Combs was, uh, she was, a welder, fabricator, motorcyclist, and she was setting the land speed record um for the fastest woman on four wheels when uh her car crashed and she passed away. So now oh, they no. have the Jesse Combs Foundation, which is supporting, you know, women going into the trades, and then uh they do Real Deal Revolutions, which is just different classes that they set up so Uh, at Sturgis and then I went to an event in New York a bunch of women motorcyclists and they taught pinstriping they taught leather working and then I got to teach welding so uh, it was really cool to see like all these women would come in and they would get to do their initials on there and they just had this big smile on their face like oh my gosh this is my (laughs) first weld and I did this and um, it was really cool to see and that that inspired me to do something very similar at at Lucky Stars too so that way they get two things to take home.
0: I think it's perfect and it's going to be so fun and so empowering and adventurous. I think it's going to be a big hit. I can't wait. Emily, how can everyone find you on Instagram or social media or all of that?
1: Um, So my Instagram handle is at Emily Dury, E M I L Y D U R Y. Um, No spaces, no numbers, any of that stuff. Uh, and that's where I post most of my stuff. Um, a lot of my content is motorcycling cause that's my world. <laughs> um, but I've been getting more into posting about fabricating and stuff like that. I didn't think I went through this thing where I didn't feel like I was good enough to post my, my art stuff. So, Someone finally was like, Emily, why don't you post this? I need to see a picture. I need to show my friend what you did. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I'm starting to get a little bit better about posting the stuff (laughs) that I make as well. Um, But yes, my Instagram handle is Emily Dury. And if you follow me now, I will be doing a lot of really cool motorcycle stuff in Indonesia. Uh, That'll be really fun to watch. And then when I get back, it's going to be full steam ahead, getting ready for Lucky Star, and making sure that we have everything ready for all of these incredible women to like, get to learn some really cool stuff.
0: Oh, that's, that is exciting. What is happening in Indonesia? What's taking you there?
1: Um, so one of my best friends lived in Indonesia for three years and I have never been overseas. I've gone to 49 States, but I have never left the country besides Canada. And so my goal before I'm 30 is to go and do an international trip and then go to all 50 States. So, um, I just turned 29. I will be 30 next August. And so this trip came up and my friends were like, we're going to go ride motorcycles through the jungle of Indonesia. And I said, can I come too? <laughs> they <Yeah>. said, Absolutely. <laughs> so there's a group of five of us that are going to go over there. Uh, we're going to be doing an adventure tour going through, uh, the jungle and riding motorcycles. Uh, I think we're going to be on some Kawasaki's for that one. And then we're going to rent some other bikes somewhere around the country. And we're just going to cruise around and check out a lot of different temples and just the sites of, of Indonesia. So it should be a really oh, fun wow. time and it's going to be a really awesome crew that we're going with.
0: Oh, wow. That sounds so fun. Like, I, I have um, gone on, like, you know how you can rent those scooters? You know? Yeah. I mean, just that is fun. It's so fun.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think those are pretty prominent over there, too. From everything that I've heard, there's a lot of scooters that you can rent.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's going to be really fun. So, so people will – clearly, you don't need any welding or torch experience to take your class at Lucky Star.
1: Nope. It is completely intro. You don't need to have any experience. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. Uh, We're going to provide you with all the PPE that you need. So we're going to be nice and safe. Hopefully, you know, everything goes smooth, but I'm going to give you all the knowledge that you need to be as safe as possible and, uh, you know, take it, take it out in the world. I mean, this isn't something that you're going to walk out of and be a professional welder afterward. Um, but you'll have the basic knowledge so that way when you do have a welder nearby, you can go and play with it, too.
0: Very cool. And they will leave class with their little initial plate mm-hmm. and yep. with a rose, correct?
1: That is correct. You'll be That's able to awesome. take both of them home. So it'll be really, and these really
0: roses fun. are beautiful. They're so cool. I can't wait to share the photos.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Emily, every podcast, I always ask if you had something to show and tell right now. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, we used to do show and tell on Fridays at school so we could bring anything that we wanted. It could be a thing. It could be a story. It could be a person. It could be anything. Um, Is there anything that you can think of? If you had to do show and tell right now, what what would you show off? Um, so that
1: piece that I have in the made in moto art show, I think it's a very powerful piece and I would love to show and tell that one. Um, my time as a diesel mechanic was tough. I was not supported in ways that I wanted to be supported and that I felt like I should be supported and that cut my time short. So when I was asked to be a part of this show, I wanted to showcase some of the things that women hear as women, just real basic stuff. Um, so I put it out on social media and I said, I'm working on this art project. I want to hear all of the negative things that you hear as a woman. And so I took all of the things that these women said to me, and I put them as the backdrop to my welded body. And I wood burned all of the different sayings into the piece. And then at the top in really big, bold letters, I wrote, I am enough. And I want that to overpower every negative thing that anyone can hear. And I want every woman to remember that your voice is the most powerful one, not everyone else's. And that people may say things to you, but your voice is what matters and you can get through it as long as you remember that you are enough. And so I would show and tell that piece because I think it's really powerful and it just really reminds women that you are enough and you have, you can do this. You can do anything you want to and this is now the day and age that you can do it to.
0: (laughs) that is so powerful so powerful I'm gonna have to go back and check it out again on your Instagram (laughs) (laughs) well Emily thank you so much for being here today I can't wait to make some sparks fly with you yes (laughs)
1: me too I'm so excited (laughs) thank you for your time I appreciate it and this has been fun it's fun to see you yeah
0: so fun all right I'll See you soon. All
1: right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.
0: Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.